Hey Jade, so what's your opinion on uh, the time, the clock management at the end of the Denver Broncos Seattle Seahawks game? Well, I, I think it's bullshit. Uh, the the ref clearly doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, clearly, it was the, you know the other team. They they were the ones who were in the right there, but uh, the ref stole it from him and uh, should be stoned to death because that's <laughs> what all the fans do. You've got it down, Pat. Cool. Uh, you you can fake it with the best of them. I'll tell you that. I don't um, even know which teams were involved or what the controversy was. So what what do you think of uh, Denver Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett? Um, I think he's a cool dude. I'd like to have a beer with. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you think about Russell Wilson coming up short against his former team? Uh, well, I think he needs to work harder and train some more and uh, just really go for it. <laughs> okay. What do you think of his wife slash ex-wife? I don't, I don't even remember anymore. See ya. Um, wouldn't want to be here. Son of a bitch. Welcome to Shack Funk. It's, 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 it's a, a football podcast, podcast we do. American football. Yeah. Um, hopefully you know more about it than I do. Listener. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, Eugene's really big into American football. He's a he's a huge fan mm. of the, the chicken nuggets. Um, mm. <laughs> yep, of whichever that, team Tom Brady's on now that's probably winning i guess i assume no they're gonna lose okay. don't worry about okay. it i mean they won last week but they were playing the cowboys and the cowboys suck so mm. yeah all, all i know about football is that my region's team is the patriots and they were doing really good when they had brady and then he went over somewhere else and that team was doing really good yeah, so then we now. yeah so we know who was <clears throat> actually pulling all the weight there yeah, Bill Belichick's a big bitch. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he doesn't get any of the credit for those billion Super Bowl wins. Yep. <laughs> it, it was it was all Tom Brady. He had all the power in his left pinky. Yep. <laughs> yep. And he is, I think, at or past retirement age for football players, but he's gonna keep going because. Uh... He's, he's he's like already 45. on a yeah he's on a on a roll can't stop won't stop do it till you die can't stop do it till you get a concussion and uh, don't remember any uh, person you've ever met in your life anymore. God, I I wish he could forget his hot wife and then I could I could bang his hot wife. <laughs> well, unless he's just busy rediscovering his hot wife every day because he's forgotten her. 
Just a real fifty first dates in real life situation. <laughs> his hot wife is more famous than he is. <laughs> We're just gonna call her his, his hot wife. Mm. She's like an international supermodel or some shit. I don't. I don't know. Okay. I mean, we've only referred to her as his hot wife, so I don't know yeah. names here. That's fine. Um, <laughs> her name isn't important. She's Tom Brady's hot wife. Mm. Like, Tom Brady has probably made, like, close to a billion dollars over his NFL career, and and she she outranks him. I'll put it that way. Huh. Okay. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm. Their, their kids are probably gonna, like, grow up to be 80 feet tall. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't know. Fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm an NFL fan, and he's handsome. That makes me nervous. <laughs> mm. No, they're, yeah, they're not allowed to be no. good at sports and also attractive. Yeah, you you have to you have to be ugly and get a black eye and be fat and die when you're 48. Yeah, that's the that's the NFL way. Yeah, no, uh, we talked about football way too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was supposed to be an opening bit. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it's like you have topics going. and I have topics, <clears throat> but it's, I, I don't know, kind of the same old shit that everybody's heard, so why not just lean into whatever topic comes up? Hey, Jade, the Falcons blew another lead. That 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 was pretty funny. Mm. Um, they just can't commit jokes? to being good at football. <laughs> <laughs> I love how right you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just use Game Grumps memes to explain sports. Yeah. They should have big zammed. Mm. No. They big zigged when they should have big zammed. Yeah. <laughs> the no the 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 Falcons uh are the team that lost a twenty five point lead to your favorite team, the Patriots, mm. like six years ago. Mm. And uh they they've never recovered from that shame since. Mm. So yeah, that's why it's funny, and it it's it's even more funny because my team and the and the Falcons are like hated rivals. Mm. So I'm I'm supposed to make make that joke every five hours um, mm. about how they they blew their big shot. Like, yeah, like their, their their one shot that they had after like 40, 50 years of existing or some shit. Yeah, I know for me it actually it makes my life easier when the Patriots do bad because I work in the meat department of a grocery store and if they do well that means I got to stock extra chicken wings because uh, everybody's having their parties and shit. So if they do bad, yeah. that's less stocking that I have to do. Yeah, so your favorite player is Mac Jones, mediocre rookie quarterback. <laughs> the New England all the Patriots. games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your fa- your favorite player is whoever is the quarterback of the team playing the Patriots. Mm. Who this? Who tomorrow? Well, whoever's playing is... them in the early games, early enough <clears throat> to knock them out of the you know. Super Bowl or whatever, so yeah. they don't get to keep going into more and more games. Your favorite player is Tua Tonga Vailoa. Okay, <laughs> I stand. He's, he's, 
<laughs> he plays. He plays for the Dolphin. <laughs> that's who beat them last week. Mm. Uh, so yeah. Just so you know, um, what's your favorite current um, NFL narrative? Uh, the the one with the guy who was you know he, he recovered from an injury and and now he's back in it and he's getting all the wins and stuff and everybody loves him. Okay, um, I don't know who that is yet because okay. it's only the second week of games starting tomorrow. So okay, I mean I don't know. It sounds like the kind of thing they'd make a movie about. So. I wish I could say Jameis Winston because he plays for my team and he fits that bill, but also he's probably a rapist, so I'm not going to go there. Mm, no, I think I'm rooting for Sean Astin in whichever college it is he's playing for. <laughs> you fucking Rudy? Yeah. <laughs> Score one for the Gipper and, and, and all that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was that was Notre Dame, by the way. Okay. Um, All I know is I watched it in like a high school health class or something. Yeah. Or gym class, or you know, one of those indoor health something. I I remember in health class we watched a movie called Nell about the woman who was just who was raised by like a hermit um who just lived alone in the woods and she could barely talk and uh there's a there's a scene where like some random asshole gets her to flash her boobs in public um mm. and everybody in class was like holy shit tits so that's why they're showing in health class because it's about yeah. titties yeah they they have titties on screen for about six frames, so yeah. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just had uh, <clears throat> Romeo and Juliet in English class for that. Because they showed the oh, 60s version where there's like was, a was it the two Leo? second naked... <laughs> sec- well, we watched the Leo uh, one too, but we also watched the Zeffirelli one from the 60s where there's like a two second naked sex scene. Oh, yeah. I remember that one too. Yeah. And I remember in health class watching Cool Runnings, and then a friend of mine could not stop repeating the line: uh, "I see pride, I see power, I see a badass mother who can't, uh, who don't take no crap from nobody." Because I don't know, I guess, I guess that, it was, that doesn't even rhyme. Yeah, no, it was just that I think because it was so close to swearing, <clears throat> like he doesn't say motherfucker, he just says mother. And I think he says crap instead of shit. But it was like one of those things where it's like the line is close enough to swearing that it just stuck in my friend's head and he kept saying it all the time. My favorite line from Cool Runnings is I don't. I don't remember mm. because I, I haven't seen that movie in like twenty years. <laughs> yeah, something, something Jamaican bobsled. How could this happen? Um, uh, and then it happens, and it's inspirational and stuff. Oh, that—that's the one about the Jamaican bobsledders. I thought that was the one with Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> oh no, that's <laughs> that's sled dogs. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Cool Runnings is the Jamaican bobsled team, and John Candy is the manager. 
It was John Candy? I didn't even remember that. Yeah, I think he's he's the manager of the team. He uh-huh. finds them in Jamaica and he's like, oh yeah, you guys be perfect for bobsled team. Alright, Jade, give me your hottest uh, Uncle Buck take. I haven't seen it, so that's my hot take. Oh, it's, it's pretty funny. John Candy is uh, pretty good mm. in movies, generally. Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen Spaceballs, I've seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, but I haven't seen Uncle Buck. Have you seen Canadian Bacon? Nope. Have you seen The Great Outdoors? Nope. Uh, I don't have any off the top of my head mm. <laughs> that haven't already been mentioned, so... Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, they're, they're probably available on, like, Prime Video for free or something, so... If I come yeah. across them, I could watch them, but... I think the ones I mentioned are very Dan Aykroyd heavy also, so they might not be that watchable. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, most of my watching this week has been... Let's see, I rewatched the Frieza arc of Dragon Ball Z Kai. And cool. then, um... Watched... Let's see, I got... I ended up getting Paramount Plus. So I watched uh, the new episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks and the whole first season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And then, like, ongoing, I've been watching She-Hulk, um, Harley Quinn, which just concluded season three, and Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power show, which I think I mentioned last episode. Yeah, how many rings are there again? I forgot. Uh, let's see, there's nine for the men, seven for the dwarves, three for the elves, and then one to rule them all, so that'd be 20 total. Nice. That's almost blackjack. Mm. If only there were one more ring in a video game that uh, they could talk about. Mm. Yeah. I mean, at this point in the show, Killabrimbor says he has a secret project. He hasn't said that it's the rings yet. Um... And Sauron is believed to be dead, but of course he's not dead, because um, this is a prequel, and we know he's around. Uh, there, there is a guy that they there's like this kind of he's like an elf, but he's got like a half scarred face, and he's running the orc tribes down <clears throat> in the south. And I think it was implied that he might be Sauron, but I'm not sure how that fits in with. Because I, I assume he must have approached Celebrimbor first about making the rings before he would, you know, go around saying he needs to build a forge for some secret project. So I don't know. Yeah. Th- there's got to be some kind of flashback scene we haven't seen yet of them meeting. Either that or there's another character that we haven't met yet that is Sauron. But Yeah, I mean, I, I assume that there's, <clears throat> like, very few details. Um like set in the in the actual story so they've got a lot of area to fill in yeah no the second age where it's set is after the events of the silmarillion so all of the events that happen are either things that are mentioned by characters in the third age during lord of the rings or it's things in the appendices of lord of the rings with all the historical context shit so, the, yeah, the, it's of, of all the eras, it's the one that they have the most room to make up whatever they want. 
while still like they can draw enough familiar things like Galadriel's a main character Elrond is a main character Durin the dwarf is a main character and like at this point he in as of the latest episode is has revealed that he's discovered Mithril there's like veins of Mithril and he's like really excited about what they can build with it but also it's really dangerous to mine and it's you know implied that digging for Mithril is what's going to release the Balrog um, and lead to the destruction of the Mines of Moria. Eventually. I don't know how many seasons they're planning on for this, but... Uh, one for every ring, so... Mm, okay, so 20 seasons. Yeah. Season 20 is when the one ring is finally made, and then we have that big battle scene from the start of uh, Fellowship. The end of the Second Age battle. Yeah. By, by the time uh, by the time season twenty comes around, like I, it, it'll probably just actually be in the future where there's like cyberpunk technology. Mm. That that's that's what I believe. Like like seasons like twelve through fifteen will just be the the Lord of the Rings story, mm. uh, <laughs> and we'll get to the future. Mm. We get to see the cyber hobbits. Yeah, we they're they're the like the terminators of this universe. Mm. Yeah, there we go. Yep. My me and my um, great ideas, one hundred percent. So by that accurate. point, Sauron's dead, and the ring was destroyed. So I guess that means there has to be more rings. And yeah. probably a third Dark Lord because the first two are dead. It turns out just uh, somehow um, Sauron returned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they threw the ring into the lava and the lava hardened around it and made it even bigger. So now it's an even bigger ring. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm imagining like all the all the fucking uh, Lord of the Rings nerds that f- are freaking out because there was like a black elf or whatever. Mm. <laughs> like, imagine if they made a sequel to Lord of the Rings and they just brought Sauron back. Mm. <laughs> fucking stupid. I'm sorry, I've had a really weird mm. couple no, of weeks. Yeah, yeah, they bring Sauron back to make Arwen the main character. <laughs> they, they they just kill off Frodo for no reason. Oh, he was already gone anyway. He got shipped off to Valinor. But yeah. maybe they, his boat sinks on the way to Valinor and he just drowns before he gets there. <laughs> because drama... <laughs> Arwen thinks she killed Sam, but she really didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Gandalf just projects himself to a salt planet. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, the the ghost of Gandalf shows up to talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. 
so anyway, what were we talking about? Star Wars sucks. Sports movies and then uh, Rings of Power. Yeah. Jade, what's your favorite sports movie? Um. Hmm. Why is it Shaolin Soccer? I tried to watch that one this week because it came up. I, I saw it, but then it, like it said, I don't know, I had to download mm-hmm. a new app to watch it and I didn't want to. But I do want to see that one. Just because, I mean, a lot of other Stephen Chow movies have been fun. Yeah, it's it's very good. Like, it's uh, not quite as good as Kung Fu Hustle, but it, it is in the same ballpark. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of sports movies, but they're not really my thing. But there's got to be at least one that... Hmm. I'm trying to think what which ones I even like really regard as mm. being. I mean, like mo- most of them are pretty formulaic, and that's the appeal. Is the whole yeah? You know, you know what to expect out of this underdog story. Like, I mean, there's like some of the older one like the the replacements like oh yeah it's fun because it's got keanu reeves in it and who was it gene hackman i think mm. but but like also like it's just every other football movie <laughs> ever made it's like oh this is the team of underdogs who have to come together to be better than the whole and eventually they win the thing that they were trying to win mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to just to find like some weird answer I can give, like something that doesn't sound like a sports movie, but it is kind of. Like I, I don't know. Like I I could argue uh, that Mortal Twilight. Kombat is a sports movie because it's about a tournament, a fighting tournament. But yeah. I don't know that any of those movies really <laughs> jump out as being all that good. My favorite sports movie is um, Bio Broly. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Did that one have a tournament in it? Uh, it they probably mentioned it at least once. Mm. My my favorite sports movie is Pearl Harbor because there's a, a there's the scene of the Japanese planes flying over like a children's baseball game. So it's not Top Gun because they got the volleyball scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Top Gun Maverick. Because oh, because they have, they have the, the, the football scene. Yeah. yeah. Where it's it's just like ten dudes without shirts and like two women with basically just like sports bras on. Mm. So no, my favorite go. sports movie is The Dark Knight Rises because they have a football game before the earthquake destroys the football field. Oh, yeah. Uh, they have a... They had an NFL... Was it... It might have been Heinz Ward. Mm. Um, the guy who like outruns the collapsing uh, uh, football field. Mm. Uh, not important. No, just uh, a fun, yeah, a you fun get to fact. Cameo in a Batman movie. Yeah, the not one of the better ones, but no, I mean it's it's the worst of that trilogy. But yeah, I mean, there's not that many terrible Batman movies. Hmm. Um, like, even, like, even Forever and Batman and Robin have 
like they're they're decent points like they're fun to watch at least yeah i mean they're stupid but they're trying to be stupid so it's kind of hard to fault them for that yeah i mean the holy rusted metal batman uh line is is i think still pretty great Mm. do you remember that line uh not offhand i I think it's out of oh wait uh, was that in forever yeah, they were making fun of the Burt Ward thing with Robin. Yeah, seeing like rusted metal full of holes. Yeah, it was like a grate or some, or like a manhole or something that they needed to get through. Yeah, it's like holy rusted metal, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> and then Batman's like, "What?" He's like, "Look, uh, a a manhole with that's rusted and has holes in it." Yeah, and he's like, "Shut the fuck up, Robin." <laughs> 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 so, so there you go. There's my review of Batman Forever. Mm. <laughs> they have one line that I like, and the rest of the movie is kind of entertaining just to see Jim Carrey go crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I watched it fairly recently, and it was fine. Um. Mm. This might be the most unfocused show we've ever done. I'm still trying. I'm looking at my DVD shelves trying to think <clears> if <throat> any of these movies had notable sports scenes in them. Are you a fan of The Water Boy by Adam Sandler? I haven't seen it. I feel like there's a line or two from it. that is that the one where with the eat shit for dinner line? No, that's uh, Happy Gilmore, which oh, is a sports okay. movie. And it's actually... I mean, it's definitely one of the better Adam Sandler movies. Mm. It's probably the only one that I'd like choose to watch again. Or eat shit for breakfast is what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like uh, I eat shits like you for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast, Adam Sandler. It is like you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> no. there's like three good adam sandler movies and that's one of them Mm. but by the way so yeah jade's favorite sports movie is happy gilmore yeah another movie that i haven't seen but i've seen heard that one scene from it yeah um Jade's, what's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Ah. Uh, well, he wasn't in any of the Paul Blarts, even though he's kind of connected to them. No. Um. Hmm. Uh, there's, got, there's got to be something where I'm not thinking of it as an Adam Sandler movie, but he was in it. Um. um have you seen Animal? The, the Rob Schneider movie. <laughs> no, I've seen one of the Hotel Transylvanias, and those are fine. Oh, yeah, animated those, are, cartoons. those are good. Yeah. Like they're, they're like. Actually, I, I think I might have seen. I, I think I've seen the first one, and I saw whatever the vacation one that was like free on Prime for a while. The, I was bored and it was know. free, so I watched it. That's that's like the third or fourth one or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! That reminds me. I did watch another new movie this week. I saw uh, *Minions: Rise of Gru*. Oh boy! And uh, it's minions. fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's like every other Minions movie. Um, it feels it's like more like every a, other. 
Illumination movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, you get to see, um, like, ten-year-old Gru's naked butt, because butts are funny. Um, well, butts are funny. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it feels more like a Despicable Me movie in that it's, I'd say, more than 50% <clears throat> focused on Gru. It's not as... Like, there are still the minions, and they do their background gags, and occasionally they are the focus, but they're only the focus because Gru gets captured and they have to go rescue him. Uh, so it's not really a, you know, char- any character growth for the minions. That's not really what they're about anyway. Um, yeah. It's, it's a story about Gru, like, young Gru, aspiring to be a villain, and so he wants to join this knockoff Sinister Six kind of evil villain league group um, and ends up partnering with one of their members who got kicked out of the group and wants revenge on the group. So, like, that guy ends up capturing Gru, but then because that guy was also Gru's favorite of the villains, they end up teaming up to go get revenge on the other villain group. Um and Weird. it's it's set in the seventies, so they have like <clears throat> a lot of seventies pop culture type references. Like the v- villain's plan hinges around getting a hold of this like magic stone that gives them zodiac powers, so they can turn into like monster versions of zodiac animals. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was fine. It's it's. About what you'd expect from Illumination. Um, yeah. Speaking of Illumination, Real... Mario movie coming next year. <laughs> Look forward to it oh, with Chris Lord. Pratt. It will probably have, I don't know, Toads or Yoshis or something doing just gibbering background God. gags. Ima- imagine, like, just every minion joke just with the Toad voice. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how bad that would be. Mario! <laughs> <laughs> Banana. <laughs> yeah, no. It's it. I, I'm expecting either Toads or Yoshi's will probably be the minion stand-in for this, yeah. unless they want to do something creative with Goombas or Koopas or something. They should just make a rabbits movie. Mm. I'm sure right. Ubisoft has tried. Yeah. Because hey. I mean, they they were on the whole movie. Bend before uh, Nintendo they made jumped on. Prince of Persia with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, was it? I yep. don't remember. Yeah, Disney okay, Prince cool. of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal. They did Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender. Um, I think Rabbids got like a Netflix show or something. They were talking about doing Blood Dragon, and I wish they would because that'd be fun. Okay, sorry. I had a. Um... <laughs> I had a very short dog emergency. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but, yeah, I, I lost you at Jake Gyllenhaal. No, no I was just saying that uh, I think Rabbids might have had like a Netflix cartoon or something, and then they were talking about doing a Blood Dragon movie or show or I don't know at one point. Didn't they have a Nickelodeon cartoon? That might be what it was. Yeah, now that I think about it, damn. God, ten years ago was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I want to say they had a more recent thing than that. Yeah. Well, like, I, yeah, I remember just 
Like they used to advertise the hell out of rabbit stuff, like rabbit and Mario and whatever. But hmm. well, I mean, we've got a new Mario and Rabbits game coming for people who enjoyed the first one. Yeah, apparently it was pretty good. I I bought it for like twenty bucks and thought I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not really the audience for like XCOM style tactics games. Yeah, I mean they they can be annoying when you lose like several ninety five percent chances in a row, mm. <laughs> which you know statistically is a thing that's bound to happen eventually. But, you know, your brain just does not accept that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I tend to prefer the um, <clears throat> like action-style games where you push button and thing happen and not as much the strategy kind of games where you're relying on the RNG to decide if uh, the things you did worked or not. Well, as someone who plays... EU for about you know 500 hours a year mm. uh, fuck you <laughs> you, know, you're, you can have all the hours I would spend on EU for and use them on your yeah. EU for I, I, I actually I actually started a game of that yesterday because they, they just had a massive update where they fixed how dumb the AI is and they, they fixed how bad the game runs mm. uh, so I decided to try it out and I got super lucky to start off so mm. um, so yeah that might be fun like I I could explain how I got lucky but I don't think anybody has the reference the reference knowledge to understand why mm. be like oh yeah well, well usually uh Castile and Aragon rival each other, but they didn't this time. Mm. It's like, like, well, and then, and then they had a, they got in a war over a personal union with Navarre. It's like, yeah, I know nobody cares. Yeah, I no, this. I mean, Castile and Aragorn <laughs> being best friends is, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's in somebody's fanfic. <laughs> they. <laughs> I think there actually is an achievement, because um, I I think there's a there's a province called like Saruhan, mm. like somewhere like in Turkey, like modern day Turkey, I think. Mm. Um, and I think there's an achievement to if you have Aragorn conquer, conquer the, Saruman. Yeah, yeah, like I, I think I think you need to own um, Saruhan as uh, Aragon. So. Mm. Yeah. And then you have to take the hobbits to Isengard. Yeah. I think I think there's this there is another Lord of the Rings achievement, I think. And it it might be something named like that. Mm. Um Also, um so every every province in the game has uh like a a reference number attached to it. So, you know, like, number one might be Paris or, or something. Mm. You, and, you know, a random a random one might just be, you know, like, number 236, you know? Mm. Um, but 
province number 420 is ganja <laughs> so mm. there's a nice little e- easter egg for everybody mm. i don't know what 69 is <laughs> that's not in my knowledge bank niece yeah. <laughs> if it's not if it's not i'm gonna riot mm. I, <laughs> the funny thing is it actually could be yeah probably is <laughs> i should check mm. yeah because games wise i mean i've most of the games I'm playing are the kind of games that are just meant to be played a bunch and then you like unlock stuff, but it's not really about beating the game at all. Um, you know, like I played some more Burnout Paradise and just driving around wrecking cars and unlocking cars. It's kind of weird because it's like, you know, all, all the vehicles in the game, I assume, are original. I don't recognize any of the brands, even though they treat them like they have brands and models. But I'm pretty sure they're all just original designs. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, play, I was playing some more of that. I played some more of Kirby... I want to say it's called a Dream Buffet or something. It's the budget one that they just released that's a mix of Mario Party and Fallout, or Fall Guys. Um, <laughs> want to play a mix of Mario Party and Fallout? <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Nintendo doesn't have the guts to do post-apocalyptic Mario. <laughs> just whenever, whenever you steal a star from somebody, you just blast them in the head with a mini nuke. Yeah, and then you have to make a moral decision about whether to blow up Toad Town or not. <laughs> <laughs> Bowser would make a nice death claw. Mm. But yeah, I mean the Kirby game, it's there's really not that much to it. It it feels kind of grindy trying to get the unlockables cuz they put a ton of unlockables in, but there's only so many modes that you can do. There's like three different kinds of games. And if you do it in the the Grand Prix format, you do a race, then you do a small arena, and then you do another race. And then you do a big fight arena thing. And then it totals up your points. And then that all goes into your cumulative total score. That every, you know, advancement point unlocks another thing. Different colors, different costumes. So I've been playing in Meta Knight colors with a Meta Knight mask. Which, you know, as Kirby eats more strawberries, he gets bigger and bigger. But his face always stays the same size. So the face is always behind a Meta Knight mask, even though he's ballooning out. Um, so like, I, I, I finally know what a fat Meta Knight would look like. It's not a thing I was wondering about, but I've seen it now. <laughs> I'm sure that's somebody's fish. Yeah, yeah inflation people uh, must adore this game. Because it's all about just yeah. eating things and getting bigger. Uh, and then you poop out all the strawberries at the end and they turn into gold dust that goes into your score they must also really like Mario Galaxy mm. did that one have a vor level? I don't remember well you could you could shoot um, like star oh, bits into the, the yeah the hungry what, lumas. Luma? Yeah. yeah and then they get really big and then explode yeah 
and turn into an inanimate object. Yep. Their their life cycle is so beautiful. <laughs> um, but they can't go get star bits for themselves, even though the fucking things are everywhere. Yeah, just they can falling fly. out of the sky all the time. Yeah, well, they, there's too many random black holes around. <laughs> they might get sucked in. Mm, yeah, if they go to the underside of any planet, there's just a black hole waiting to jump yeah. out of them from the bushes. And I've never had a Mario game inflict me with so existential dread before. Mm. Yeah, that's the weird thing about trying to do a 3D platformer game in a truly 3D space. Yeah. That they... You can't really fall off a cliff when uh, you are always just orbiting whatever uh, thing you are standing on. Yeah, imagine if there's a death where you just, like, fly off into space forever. Mm. (laughs) But it doesn't hit a great, uh, like, a game over. It just makes you keep floating. Yeah, there's no kill screen. You just keep going. Yep. You try to close the game, but it auto-saved, so when you come back, you're still just floating. <laughs> you can't turn your Wii off. You, you can you can even unplug it, but yep. it, it just keeps going. Yeah. We should write a creepypasta about this. I'm, it has to be done already, right? Yeah, like, it's I mean, just like it's too gravity obvious. meets Mario. This is just adrift yeah, I mean, in that, space, and you can't that, save him. That game... That game came out in like the golden age of creepy pasta, so it, like it must have. Yeah. Okay, who wants to Google uh, Super Mario Galaxy creepy pasta? Uh, no, uh, uh, not you, for another month and a half. Yeah, you'll probably just get this shit with the aliens anyway. Yeah, uh, or just another copy version of Ben Drowned. Except this time it's yeah. Mario and he got lost in space, but no, no, and now he's pulling you into the game to take his place so he can take your place yeah. in the real world or something. Yeah, or like somebody got really upset and it's just like Glenn frowned. <laughs> mm. Or <laughs> the existential horror. Or, 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 or like they, they showed fo- footage of the royal coronation and it's like Charles crowned. Mm. Well, I mean, that's easy enough to look up. But somebody does have to make a a fanfic version of it. (laughs) Or or they they play... They play uh, a sound of the the bloop, like the the creepy noise from the bottom of the ocean, and it's like weird sound. Mm. Yeah, or... uh, Kylo Ren shits his pants and it's Ren Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I can't top that one. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, on the subject of Nintendo, there's also the Nintendo Direct and it's many farming sims that I don't remember. Oh yeah, uh, that that meme that I wasn't sure whether it was a meme or not. No, so N- Nintendo did a direct this week, which uh, before it happened, there were leaks saying that the direct would happen on September thirteenth, which it did. 
and they said that they were going to reveal a port of the Wii U um, Zelda Twilight Princess and Zelda um, Wind Waker. That didn't happen. Um, also, Princess. there was going to be a port of Metroid Prime and F-Zero GX. Neither of those happened either. Um, so <clears throat> that was kind of disappointing. But we did get an announcement of a port of Kirby's Return to Dreamland, which is kind of cool, because that, that came out pretty late into Wii's lifetime. So I played it, but I didn't play it as much as I played like Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yeah. So it'd be nice to give that game another shot uh, with the Switch version. Um, otherwise, yeah, like they announced Pikmin 4, which is cool. They didn't show anything about it. Uh, remains to be seen if it'll be a more fun Pikmin or more of a hardcore Pikmin. Because uh, the Pikmin games have a love-hate relationship with being accessible and fun. Um... And then, let's see, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 is now officially titled uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, because the kingdom's real sad about something. And we'll find <laughs> out what in March of next year, when the game comes out. Or May of next so, year, I don't remember. It's either March or May. I, I, like all, I like the idea of all the modern Zeldas being just blank of the blank. Mm. Yeah. Uh, at least wait. this cycle is. Yeah. Since it's I mean, Breath of the Wild sequel. It has been five years since Breath of the Wild came out, so, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to think about. <laughs> they actually have, like, full development cycles with the Zelda games to yeah. make sure they're decent. Yeah, imagine that. Mm. Although it's still. Got like the same graphics and I assume engine and stuff as Breath of the Wild, so all that time must just be going into content and mechanics. You know, like it seems like the game will lean more into flying instead of just gliding. You're gonna have like a bird machine thing that you can use to fly upward. So a lot more vertical space to explore. I feel like that's kind of weird um, in like an o open overworld like Breath of the Wild was where you can go anywhere. It, it does seem like it will remove a lot of the restrictions on being able to go places if you can just fly anywhere. Unless there's going to be some annoying, stupid like wind gusts that make it so, nope, you can't go that way because there's a big wind gust. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to go a different way. I hope everyone else enjoys it. <laughs> mm. I hope it still has Gerudo, because that's the only thing I need for a Zelda game to be good for me. Yeah, we need more Link cross-dressing options. Mm. Yeah, because no, I played a lot of Breath of the Wild on Wii U, and then I bought it again on Switch, and it went right to the Gerudo town, and didn't feel like going anywhere else after that. Because, I don't know, I mean, it's... I, I think the problem is that the game is just such a time sink that, you know, having to do all of it again just feels like too much. It's like, I don't have the hours to spend, you know, running around in this world again. Um, like, I have the same problem with Skyrim. Like, I've bought Skyrim, I think, twice. 
I keep thinking about getting it for Switch, but I haven't. But I bought it twice, and trying to start a new file, and it's just hard, because I did so much in the first file that I don't want to have to try to replicate that. Yeah, like, my, my problem last time I tried to play a Fallout game was, like, I got halfway through, and I was like, I don't give a shit about this anymore. Mm. Like, I've been I've just been running around shooting geckos for about, like, 40 hours, and I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I, I bailed on Fallout 4 partway through because it just... I mean, I, I don't think I made a conscious decision to stop, I just wasn't playing it and didn't get back to it because it's so much stuff i played fallout 4 for like i don't know four hours Mm. and i was like this kind of (laughs) sucks and i stopped playing it Mm. i didn't get even get to the main story that people said kind of wasn't very good at all Mm. yeah no i remember at the start of the game that I had a child who I was supposed to care about, but I didn't. And so when we all ran to the fallout shelters, I just bolted right ahead of my family and left them in the dust. And then my kid got kidnapped, and I said, cool, I don't have to raise him now. Um, and then they released me into the world, and I was supposed to go looking for him, but I didn't. I just went looking for quests. I did some quests and met some allies and stuff, and more or less ignored that main story. And I've never even looked up where it goes, so I have no idea. Cool. Did you hear that there's another settlement that needs your help? Probably, and I probably didn't bother helping them. I I put enough fortifications to keep my hometown settlement good and safe for the friends that I left there. And then I think I went to another town and got, like a small settlement set up there because they had some good resources that I needed. But yeah, I mean that that whole subsystem just got tedious. Yeah, like I'm not a fan of like town building in general. Yeah. Like have, having getting interrupted in, a game. in your open world exploration to have to go oh, yeah. attend to these babies that can't take care of themselves. Like, like, just just having infinite quests in a game like Fallout is annoying as hell. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like going to it's a like place it... on the map and then being like, okay, I never have to come back here again. Yeah. Yeah, because if it was a game that I intended to keep playing forever, then that would be useful. But there's so many games, and they're always making new games, and I like being able to try the new ones now and then less than i used to or you know i'm I'm getting pretty burned out on the whole media in general because there's just so much of everything yeah that's that's why i play the same four games over and over Mm. (laughs) because i'm i'm just tired of it all yeah i'm i'm tired of trying to stay up to date with anything yeah no so i've also played a little bit of 1444 now yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Donkey Kong Country 2 because I realized I hadn't finished awesome. my Super Nin- or my uh, Switch file on that. Um, and also, I ended up picking up the guidebook on eBay because I found a deal on the guidebooks to Donkey Kong 2 and 3. So, 
Like three, I know I already have all the DK coins and bonus coins. The game makes it you know, not that hard to find them and like find out which ones you're missing. But I remember two is a little trickier. And I can't, I, I feel like at some point I must have fully completed a file of Donkey Kong 2. Maybe on like 3DS or something. But um, I know as a kid on Super Nintendo without a guidebook to tell me where to look, I couldn't find everything. Especially, you know, like the bonus coins that you need to get all the lost level worlds. And so you can get the actual final boss unlocked. Yeah, I, I hate when all the secrets are like, oh, fall down this cliff that will will probably kill you, but maybe it's a secret. Yeah. And there's... Yeah, they there'll, there'll be like a banana on... You know, you'll see like uh, what looks like a ledge to your death, but there's a banana there, and that is your clue that you can drop there and not die. Um mm -hmm. Maybe. Except sometimes as... you do die if you drop down it. Yeah. And if as, you as don't a, have the... As long as, as long as the barrel that, that shoots you to the secret area isn't slightly to the left or the right where you actually end up. And that's another really <laughs> good thing about playing it on Switch is I can just hold L and R to... Uh, or I guess ZL and ZR to activate the um, thing that lets you go back a couple seconds to before you made the mistake. And just go back and undo that. So I don't have to play through the entire level again every time I get cheap-shotted by something. Yeah, that's useful. Because, like, the, the game's hard enough already. Yeah. <laughs> like, re remember when you just had time to do shit like that? Like, mm. I, at one point when I was a kid, I got all the Chaos Emeralds and Sonic Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> and mm. beat the final boss. I like, mean, I will never in, do like, that again. In college, I managed to play through all of Ninja Gaiden Black. Which is, like, a notoriously hard game, but I just... Yeah, I know, that's... It was kind of cool, and I did it. And it was on, like, normal difficulty. Yeah, like, people people say, like, oh, Dark Souls is very hard. Like, it's really not uh, mm. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden Black. <laughs> Like the the whole Ninja Ninja Gaiden like Sigma era of Ninja Gaiden games is just like they'll kill you just by looking at you. It's yeah. Most I think most of what I did was like a lot of running and jumping and doing the jump slash thing where you do like a diving slash and hope that you just instantly cut the head off so you can just kill the enemy before it starts doing all of its bullshit. Yeah. I haven't played a Ninja Gaiden game in forever. The last one I played was 3, which they put out on Wii U, and I got it on a clearance sale, and it was super cheap. And I think the game was fun, but the story was so bad that I sold it and made a profit, because <laughs> it sold for more than I paid for that clearance sale version. Cool. Life hack. Yeah, but it, it was the kind of story where it's like, so you're playing as a ninja who brutally, you know, the whole game is you're slicing up bad guys and stuff, but the plot is about Ryu Hayabusa, I don't know, some kid is like saying like, you're a murderer, and he's like, no, I'm not, I'm an honorable ninja, and he's like, has has to have like a ethical struggle with, 
whether or not he is a bad person because he kills so many people and comes to the conclusion that he's not a bad person even though he still kills a lot of people well yeah they're all like puppy kickers so it's okay yeah i except that i don't think that's the reason he comes up with it it's just some <laughs> shit about honor or something oh about like or duty like, and yeah it's like, oh but i'm protecting people so that means i'm a hero anyway i'm gonna slice this guy's head off now yeah <laughs> watch me get a 96 hit combo you know it, it, it's kind of like pokemon <laughs> black and white trying to address the you know dog fighting aspects of pokemon and it just when you shine a spotlight like everybody knows this is here but when you shine a spotlight on it it just feels weird it's like, but but when you make them fight a lot they get stronger <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's okay because your bonds of friendship uh they, yeah. they are fighting for you because they love you so much and you love them so much yeah it's like you, you just should have never brought it up yeah <laughs> like if if your excuse was gonna be that shitty you, you should have just never brought it up yeah and then in in white too uh, black and white too they, they just like themes forget that shit <laughs> No, like team flying pirate ship pirate with an ice ship. cannon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like they 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 tried to actually write for the first black and white games and it's like, yeah, it's it's not great, but it's halfway interesting. Mm. Uh, and then they they just gave up. <laughs> and they they never they never wrote in Pokemon again. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Sun and Moon had some family drama stuff. Yeah. Also, I wasn't invested, so the cutscenes just felt really long. Yeah, Sun and Moon, like, like Lily, she takes off her big hat and puts her hair in a ponytail, and it's character development. Yep. So, yeah. There, there we go. There, that's the that's the high bar we're setting for Pokemon. Yeah, and her mom was a bad person until they did the Ultra version, where actually she's not a bad person because Team Rainbow Rocket are the real bad guys. Yeah. Like Thanos had some good ideas, people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked it better when she was an evil jellyfish. Mm. Yeah, that game was weird. Yeah, even even by Pokemon standards. Yeah, because I don't think any of the other Pokemon games have had <clears throat> like Pokemon try to combine with humans in that way. Well, if you read in uh, Gen Four, <laughs> mm. okay, <laughs> where uh, that's the that's the joke about. Um, there's the lore where like Pokemon, Pokemon and humans are like the same, and they used to like marry and shit. Okay, I don't remember so- that. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that that's how they combine. They they fuck, Jade. I was making a joke about people fucking Pokemon. <laughs> okay, I mean, is that in Diamond Pearl or was that in Heart Gold Soul Silver? I don't, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> mm. I think it was in Diamond and Pearl. Okay. I could be wrong. I I think it was in like the the library. Okay. 
Um, yeah. Like if you re- if you read a lot, which I didn't. <laughs> no, um, I think I looked in the library in the remake because you have to because they put books that tell you that you need to play Legends Arceus to um, do whatever thing to unlock the Cresselia or Darkrai or something. And that's a game I still need to play. Mm. Yeah, well, you just have to but. finish uh, White 2 and X or Y and yeah. um, Sun or Moon. I'm, I'm gonna fucking speedrun Pokemon X. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, it's not even it's not even getting the time of day. Mm. <laughs> just like, like, hey, it's Pokemon France. I got me a Sylveon. That's pretty cool. Um, game's over. Goodbye. There's a big guy. He loved a flower, but it abandoned him because he was a big murderer. And also there's a guy who's got, like, lion hair, and he thinks everything's ugly, so he's going to blow it all up and make it pretty. Um, and I, I guess there's some gym leaders in the Pokemon League or something. Yeah. Let's see. Who was the first gem leader? Can we remember the first gem leader? Uh, Corinna's the earliest one I remember. I don't know if she's the first one or not. Is that the fighting one? Yeah, the roller skater I, with the Lucario. I, I think she's like the fourth or fifth. <laughs> okay. She's the first one I remember in the game. I... I Remember the electric guy just because he was in the anime. Hmm. Um, I don't remember what his name was. I remember a bunch of electric guys, and I don't remember which one's which. He's just he's just like a kid with blonde hair. Yeah, like, there's, there's a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> is um, it Clement or Sophocles? I think Sophocles is the Sun and Moon one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it must be the, the, Clement, and I assume he's with the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, he's the one that's not a little fat kid. Yeah, yeah he's the little glasses kid. Yeah. With the so, Dr. Octopus arms or something. Yeah, he's the fucking nerd with the little sister. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's either a three or four star, like, easy common in uh, Pokemon Masters. I'm pretty sure he's a nerd and I don't care. <laughs> no, he's one of the junk chaff trainers yeah. that you get in that game. He's the one time. he's the one they throw in to give you less of a chance of getting the ones you actually want. Yeah. Um Let's see. So that's two gym leaders we remember. Mm. Um I think the the like fat ice guy is like the last gym leader, I think. Is the fairy one who has like a big cape to look like a moth or something, and she's got like oh yeah solid black eyes? Was she that? Yeah, gen? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's one of the later gems, I think. Yeah, and uh, she's in like a forest or something. See, but how many of these would you remember if not for um for Pokemon, Pokemon Masters? Um, probably just Corinna because I remember the, the town. Yeah. Like you meet her in one town, and she's got roller skates. Then you go to another town, and that's a town that you can like roller skate all the way through because it's just a straight line. Yeah, and she she gives you a Lucario, which is cool, mm. and it can mega evolve. It gets 
dreadlocks. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, the three guys would do this, like red hair, blue hair, green hair. Were they Gen Five or Gen Six? Um, they, they got the the monkeys. That's Gen Five. Okay. That's the the first gym leader. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't even remember who else was Gen. Like Gen Six, yeah. I played because they revealed Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, and so I got back into it because I wanted to play all four of the Gen Six games so I could get a one hundred percent complete Pokedex. Until I found out that when they said you can get every Pokemon in these four games, they meant every Pokemon except for the mythicals. You're gonna have to hack those into your game or wait for yeah. us to give them to you. I just traded them for a Politoed. Mm. <laughs> because yeah. that's a thing you could do. I got a Game Shark and hacked in versions that were based on the code of the ones they hand out at events, so the game wouldn't recognize them as fake and would let me then like transfer them up to Gen Six. Do do you think that the shiny Jirachi that somebody traded me uh, when I was playing Pokemon Y was fake? Probably. Or do you think it was genuine? Nah. Uh, how much <laughs> poker rust does it have? Um, probably all of it. It's probably full up of poker rust. Okay, yeah, it's got to be fake. <laughs> I think. I think I just randomly got a shiny Jirachi and a shiny Ar- Arceus. Mm. Yeah, no, I know Gen 6, you could hack Pokemon and then just give them out to people. Yeah. And I remember at, at one point I just did a random wonder trade and somebody, I got like a level 100 Japanese uh, Bisharp or whatever it's called. Mm. Like, oh, that's cool. Weird, random, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't imagine somebody actually raising a thing up to level 100 just to give it away. Yeah, well, some people have a lot of time on their heads. Yeah, some people do have living shiny dexes somehow. Yeah. The The only time I ever shiny hunted was for a shiny Eevee and Sun and Moon. I got it within like a half hour. <laughs> Mm. that's also the last time I'm gonna do that yeah I don't know how many hours it took to get my shiny ditto on Omega Ruby but I just wanted a shiny of a Pokemon that I like and it had to be one from one of the Mirage Islands because those are a more contained area to do the hunting in so So you you did one of the shinies that barely makes it look different (laughs) uh, it's blue instead of pink yeah which also Mew uh, is pink and turns blue when it's shiny. So Ditto is just a failed Mew. Sylveon, Sylveon basically just inverts uh, the the blue on the ribbon with the pink on the rest of its body, mm. and it, it's just as cute, just very different. Yeah, I think the first shiny I ran into in the wild was an Onyx. That I couldn't tell was shiny because instead of being gray, it's like a faint gold. And um, also it was in the Safari Zone, so it ran away. Yeah. The, the first shiny I ever ran into was a shiny Drud again. And uh, it, it was actually in Gen 6. Hmm. 
Um, I didn't catch it. It's like a weird, like, green and yellow, I think. Mm. <laughs> it, it doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Pokemon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I promise by the next recording I'll, I'll be done with, uh, White 2. I just had, like, a life crisis appear in the past couple weeks that stopped me from kicking Team Plasma's ass. Mm. Um, but I'm only, you know, like a month behind where I want it to be, so yeah, <laughs> it's alright. Scarlet and Violet coming out in like two months. Yeah. I mean, I won't be able to play those on release because I won't be in town anyway, but... Uh, I'll I plan on playing that one in December, and we'll see what happens. Mm. Well, uh, you also I have to fit Legends uh, RCS in there. Well, that, that's probably just going to end up happening next year. Mm. I'm I'm not trying to stick that one in where it doesn't belong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be part of the Pokemon yeah. photography project. I'll I'll be able to fit in all the the main ones which is what i really wanted um i'm kind of glad i didn't get to do the the, all the remakes because then i i would 100 percent have just quit Mm. (laughs) because i would have been burned out um so yeah i'm still gonna finish i will I've, i've Cause like Pokemon X, it, it's so fucking easy. Mm. Like, I I think all the Elite Four have four Pokemon, like Gen Five, which was weird. Um, I, like the the champion, I don't remember being that hard at all. I don't know. It like it, the the XP share just. Like, was not balanced at all. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, because that was the first time they had it as a default. Yeah. Like, that, that's why I think I, I might still Nuzlocke it, just because I I think I can Nuzlocke it and speedrun it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your Pokemon will level up fast enough as a group. Yeah, like, I can, I can just use whichever overpowered one I feel like and my whole team will stay relatively consistent. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So, um, uh, moving on from Pokemon, let's see. The only other game I've got uh, is a game it's not exactly new. I guess it's been on Apple Arcade or something. But it I, th- I think just came out on Switch. It just got a physical version on Switch. Uh, it's called Lego Brawls. And it's like, you know, if uh, the that Nickelodeon Smash Brothers seemed like a crummy Smash Brothers clone, this is an even crummier Smash Brothers clone. Because um, it's just... Oh, wow. uh, you get to build a Lego minifigure, and as you do more battles, you unlock more pieces, so you can, you know, customize your Lego minifigure. Um, and you go into these, like smash brothers style platform punch up things sometimes there'll be like different rule sets where it'll be like a king of the hill 
You know, you have to hold a certain territory from enemy attacks for a period of time as your team. It'll be like team versus team. Or, um, you know, there's like a free-for-all fight mode. There's a mode where they, like, uh, it's either, like, lives or um, most kills determines the winner. Um, and all, you know, you don't really get, I guess, like, there is a mode where you can do, like, a local multiplayer thing. And that one, you can do bots, and I think that one you can pick what you want to play. But the game, really, it wants you to play online multiplayer against real people. It does cross-platform cross play, but... It doesn't tell you that that's what it's doing at first. You know, like, hey, I just, I loaded up the game, and then this, this, you know, your options are Brawl in big letters, or there's, like, options, or the local mode, or whatever. And so if you just hit Brawl, it drops you into a lobby where it pulls people from all the other platforms in to whatever game. It'll give you, like, four options, and everybody votes. And, um, and then you go do the thing and, you know, whatever, I don't know, it's, it's really basic. Um, like, the only compelling thing about it is that you just keep grinding out matches until you can get more parts. Um, th there's, like, a bunch yeah, of sounds different... sounds compelling. Yeah, there's a bunch of different, um, uh, like, factions. You pick, you can change at any time, but you pick one... And as you gain points from wins under that faction, you'll get parts relating to the faction. So, like, I picked pirates, so I've been getting a bunch of pirate parts for my character. But, yeah, I don't know, it's a really mediocre game. Um, I don't know if it's the kind of thing that they will ever, you know, upgrade over time, or if it's just... A thi like, I would say it's a cash grab, but there isn't really any monetization in it that I've run into. It's just a time sink, I guess. Because I haven't found anything that, you know, like a shop to, you know, just be able to buy the parts instead of having to earn them. You know, the, you, you just grind out matches over and over. And you can play the regular brawl mode against bots if you disconnect from the internet so basically if i want to play and not feel like i'm just beating up a bunch of children um i have to <laughs> but that's the fun part uh, i don't know i i don't really like online multiplayer in general but um yeah, I don't know. If I want to play offline by myself against bots and just unlock parts, because that's what I enjoy, I have to go into my settings and activate airplane mode so my Switch disconnects from the internet without having to forget the Wi-Fi password, because that's the way to otherwise disconnect. I would have to like delete my Wi-Fi settings so that I can play offline. Because the game will force you to play online if you are connected to the internet. So you have to cut off your Wi-Fi in order to play offline, which is kind of bad design. But, yeah, I don't know, that's that's another game that I've been playing on, like, on and off. Lately, I've just been reading books instead of playing on my, like, lunch break. 
So. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've said this multiple times already. Um, I play the same four games, and lately it's just all been Pokemon. So, mm. well, actually, I did play. Um, I did play the first two Uncharted games, mm. <laughs> but I mean, that's because I I didn't have any other options. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think we talked Uncharted about that games last over episode weekend, though. too, because you were playing the first one or something. Yeah, I I played like I I had played like the first hour of the first game, or, or something like that, because I I had seen the movie. Mm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it was the movie we were talking about. And then over over the weekend, I just went crazy because all I was stuck with was a PS3. Mm. Um, and I, I beat the first two games, which I, I don't know how much there is to say about the Uncharted games. They're just like really long, um, Indiana Jones movies, mm. except with a lot more shooting and more like, I don't want to say quippy dialogue, but yeah, um, like one thing they one thing they almost always get right is that they like the the whole game is just like slowly building up ten- tension and then leading to a like a big action set piece mm. where like everything just goes to shit and then uh it calms down again for about a half hour, and then it starts to slowly ramp up again. Mm. Um, and like that, like damn it, like the the game doesn't do anything super special, but what it does do, it it does right. Like they're they're very fun games to just sit down and play, even mm-hmm. if like the shooting's really basic. And yeah, I mean the. The, like the characters again, like they they're nothing special. Like Nathan Drake is a wisecracking jackass <laughs> kind of, um, who you know just makes the decision to save the world at the end of the day, basically. Um, mm. But he's very entertaining. Like the. The character dynamics between him and Sully, who is like the dirty old man <laughs> character um, slash father figure, I guess. Uh, F- once you get into Uncharted Three, um, and him and Elena, who is the she's like the spunky documentarian. Um, who, like, doesn't belong in this world of, like, pirates and mercenaries and shootouts, but, you know, she keeps going, uh, in the first movie, or, <laughs> the first movie, the first game, mm. um, just because, oh, she has to get her story, and then she loses her camera halfway through, and then she's like, oh, damn. <laughs> mm. Uh. No one will believe any of this if I don't have pictures. Basically. <laughs> Um, and then, then like, after the, 
So, like, after the first game, um, like, Nate and Elena get together, like, at the end, you know, like a basic bitch uh, Hollywood action movie. Mm. And then in the second, they're broken up. And oh, like, like your typical Hollywood action movie. Yeah. Because they only know how to write people getting together, so they have to break them up before the next one. Yeah. But... Like, they, they just randomly meet up in this random, uh, like, Nepalese town mm. <laughs> where, where, like, everything's going to shit because the, the the villain in Uncharted 2 is, like, tearing the city apart looking for the next, uh, you know, step in the in the breadcrumb trail mm. um, to get to the ancient treasure. Mm. Um, He's going to smash the tiled floor of the church to find the entrance to the sewer. Where the tomb of the thing? thing. No, like I could, I could, I could go through all the bullshit that they they go through to find the treasure mm. if you want. I mean, I was just you know, assuming it's like the scene in um, uh, what's it, Last Crusade? Yeah, where, yeah. He's got to smash the the floor of the church, which in the Lego version of the game is like an entire level of exploring the whole church, so you can build the floor, so you can smash it. Where in the movie it was just like a one-off gag of, he, you know, the librarian was stamping books and he has to make sure he smashes the ground at the same time as the librarian stamps the book. Yeah, the the puzzles in the game are pretty much like that, yeah. It's like, uh, well, and, like, in, in the in the first game, like, it, it starts with uh, Nathan Drake, who is the quote-unquote archaeologist. He's a treasure hunter not an actual archaeologist but mm. he knows he knows history to like a like an obsessive degree <laughs> yeah well, he's just finding the important bits that belong in a museum and yeah. it doesn't matter if you blow up all the other bits along the way right well um he's definitely not finding these things for a museum i'll put it that way <laughs> okay uh, like so it it's First of all, um, it's just him and Elena, who is this documentarian. Uh, like she's she's making a almost like a History Channel documentary. It seems like mm. oh, about the <laughs> ancient she, aliens that made all this stuff. I mean, kind of. <laughs> it, like it, it's probably more legit than the History Channel. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah. anyway, first of all, it's it's just him and her out on, out on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Which, first of all, um, like she's she's alone on a boat in the middle of the ocean with a like just just random treasure hunter who says that he found the long lost coffin of Sir Francis Drake, the English explorer from like the fifteenth century. Yeah, uh, you probably six, have 16. a crew with you if you're gonna. Yeah. Like maybe not be alone yeah. with with the, a strange man who claims that he knows more about historical events than <laughs> recorded history. You need at least a <laughs> um, lawyer. Yeah, so he can get eaten by the T Rex on the toilet. <laughs> yep. But it seemed um, like a good idea before you knew T Rexes were involved. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, they're on this boat. They find Drake's coffin. She. The, the coffin's empty, they just find, like, his journal of, like, where to find the, the lost treasure that they're looking for. And then they get attacked by pirates, blah, 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 the boat blows up, 
there's a plane um and yeah that's where they they pick up the trail they end up like in the like somewhere in the amazon i i think they say um where they they find um a german u-boat mm. <laughs> um at the top of a waterfall okay. uh, which is i don't i don't know how that works um yeah i guess they bailed out at the top of the waterfall expecting it to fall over and then it didn't and then they didn't want to swim back out and get it back like like they 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 give the excuse that like oh it it must have it must have got here during uh flood season but like does did, did the jungle flood like 50 feet <laughs> higher than sea level like 500 or like 70 years ago mm. like it, it's the it's weird water level has receded a lot over the decades yeah um it's all because of logging yeah i i have no idea how much sense that makes it doesn't seem like it makes any but no. it um anyway uh sully gets no, shot clearly it was aliens. Uh, <laughs> aliens picked up that u-boat and set it down right there yeah i wish it was aliens that would be interesting place for it to go mm. just like um indiana joe yeah no they just wait for the like the last or i guess last i don't know much later entry in the uncharted series to reveal the aliens were behind everything yeah that they've been there the whole time that elena is actually an alien in a human suit on the uncharted games actually get less like supernatural as they go on mm. which is which is weird yeah like you, the you, aliens knew he was onto them like you you'd, you'd think they would want to get weirder as it goes on but no like they've actually gotten more grounded and more character focused mm. um but the, yeah like they they've like they're looking for el dorado which is not a golden city it's a golden statue um, yeah, those reports were exaggerated. They they find this random, uh, you know, Nazi U-boat um, that that was also apparently looking for the statue, and they use it to pinpoint like um, some old abandoned like Spanish colony island in in the middle of the Pacific. Um, and that's where they pick up the breadcrumb trail of, uh, like, Drake slash Nazis slash, um, the pirates slash mercenaries who are also looking for the treasure now mm. that you have to shoot a lot of. Um, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You go to the, like, ancient, or not ancient, the colonial Spanish library where, like you have to move statues representing uh the the writers of the the gospels of the bible um like have them point in the right cardinal directions to open up the secret passage that leads to the catacombs that you know leads you to find the key uh, <laughs> you know like mm. classic um adventure story stuff and uh 
eventually you find out that uh, the statue is cursed. Mm. <laughs> um, it turns people into, like, it basically turns people into Gollum. Oh. <laughs> like, like they, they, like, all the, all the Spanish colonists didn't actually, like, leave or die. Um, like, they got cursed by the statue, and now they're just, like, gray people and loincloths who, um, they're, they're basically just not intelligent anymore. They act like animals and just attack whoever arrives on the island. Mm. So, so Nathan Drake it, says screw it, it and decides to go watch the DreamWorks Eldorado instead. <laughs> it would be more fun. Mm. Um, you play a game as you hear Nathan Drake sitting in a theater watching DreamWorks' as Rotel Dorado. In, in the fourth game, you, you do play as Nathan Drake playing Crash Bandicoot. Mm. <laughs> so, that's um, not that far off. Mm. Except you wouldn't be active because you would just be sitting in the theater. Unless you decide to get up and out of your seat and go uh, check out, I don't know, the bathrooms or whatever else is in the theater during the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you can simulate taking a bathroom break in the middle of a movie. As this two hour movie or 90 minute movie whatever plays out and then just for for some reason in the theater there's just like a, a random agent trinket uh, trinket for him to pick up mm. as a collectible yeah um and then the movie yeah, so ends it, and you have to shoot like 50 people to get out of the theater because <laughs> 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 this is Nathan Drake <laughs> <laughs> It's like yeah, it, it's all right. They were mercenaries. They weren't people. Yeah, no, they were all sitting in the theater watching the movie with you, suspiciously in hats and trench coats, um, so they can take <laughs> yeah. the hats and trench coats off, and you realize they're the bad guys. Oh god. Um. Yeah. So the game turns into a horror game for, for like five minutes, yeah, fighting golem zombies. Ooh. Yeah, like you're you're fighting you're fighting golem zombies, um, like in a in like a a Nazi uh, research facility mm. that I I I guess they just somehow built on this like old Spanish colonial island and nobody noticed. But anyway, um, and then you like they. Yeah, you finally find the statue. You kill a bunch of people. the 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 main villain gets killed by the secondary villain, um, and then they they bring the statue on a boat. And then you go on the boat. You kill a bunch of people. Um, you have a a weird quick time event boss fight with the secondary villain. Um, <laughs> and the the way Drake beats him is like yeah like yeah they have their fist fight in the pouring down rain um but what what happens is like the helicopter they crashed on um that was carrying the statue uh um the 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 villain uh just so happened to like step in the rope <laughs> 
okay. uh, and he gets that was connected. Frightened. No, not quite. It might. It, it's. Or the it's like maybe two falls steps overboard, and the rope wraps around his leg and pulls him overboard, and he drowns or something. Yeah, like he's he's about to get shot, um, and Drake knocks the helicopter, mm. um, like off the helipad into the water. And it, it brings the villain and the statue with it. Mm. So, you know, he drowns. Yeah. <laughs> um, he drowns terribly. Uh, Until the statue the turns the... him into a zombie and then he, his hand shoots up out of the water in the middle of the credits. That would be cool, actually. <laughs> if he's like an intelligent golem zombie. Mm. And now he's coming after you. But no, it's it's... That's the end, and, like, you, you know, Drake gets the girl, and Sully comes by with the boat loaded with gold, so even though they didn't get the big gold, they got the little gold, so they still win. Yeah, they don't need that cursed gold. Yeah. Um, excuse me for a second. All right. Um... And then it's the second game, which is a lot better. <laughs> like the Uncharted, the, the first game. Uncharted or... Yeah, yeah. Un... I I wish it was Uncharted, because then the third one could be Unchartedist, mm. and the fourth one could be Unchartedister. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like the the second one. Like they they really lean into like the the treasure hunting aspect of it. Like the the, the first one was just an adventure movie. Mm. Um, the second one, it's like it it starts off like well, it actually starts with uh, Nathan Drake is sitting in a train, um, and then he he wakes up and. It turns out that he's not just sitting in a train. He's sitting in a train with a bullet hole in his gut. Um, and you get, you're wondering how he got here. Yep. Um, but he's not just sitting in a train with a, a bullet wound. Um, the he's sitting in a train. A <laughs> no, the, the train already drove off the cliff. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, he wakes up in the train... And like after a split second of realizing the situation he he's in, um, he realizes that the train is vertical, mm. <laughs> um, and the train car he's in is hanging off the edge of a, a Himalayan cliff. Okay, um, so they shot him and they shot the train. Yeah, like you you wouldn't think the train would do much if it was shot, but no, <laughs> it, no it, it it really fucked right the, the train track, up. Yeah. The train is in pain. <laughs> it's the pain train. Yeah. It's got to lift weights and get the gain. Mm. Um, good lord. No, we have um, yeah. so. <laughs> um, The train in Maine is in pain getting the gains. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Um so yeah, you climb out the train, and then like as as you're navigating this train wreck in the middle of the Himalayas, um, you get flashbacks to what led up to it, mm. and about how there was a murder like the, on the Orient Express, and everybody God, did would, it. 
And uh, the by everybody did it, I mean they shot Nathan Drake and derailed the train. <laughs> I want, I want, um, I want like a, a whodunit of like the Julius Caesar assassination, mm. where it's, <laughs> it's like every everybody assassinated Caesar <laughs> except the one guy who's trying to figure out who yeah, did it. The Hercule Poirot. <laughs> The ancient Roman Hercule Poirot comes in and everybody's got bloody knives and he's trying to figure out which is the one that actually killed Caesar. Yeah. He was like... <laughs> it takes him like two hours to figure out that it was all of them. Yeah. This guy has 50 knife wounds in his back. Hmm. <laughs> Clearly he's been stabbed 50 what? times by someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he used a different knife for every stamp. <laughs> yeah. This guy brought 50 knives with him. <laughs> we need to go find who bought 50 knives. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, he was only stabbed three times. Mm. Um, um, yes. Yeah, so. So in Uncharted Two, <laughs> yep, you're, you're um, on a train, a slightly damaged yeah, train, as a yeah, slightly damaged and, person. Oh no, Drake is more than slightly damaged. <laughs> um, um, he's he like the 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 more the games go on, like the more fucked up his his life gets. Mm. <laughs> um, well, like his his backstory at least. Um, like his his actual living life probably gets slightly better um, by the end. Yeah, but he got all anyway. that gold. Um, so like between navigating the train, you get flashbacks um, of uh, Drake and uh, his old buddy Harry Flynn, who is another treasure hunter, and. Uh, his old buddy Chloe Fraser, who uh, who is very hot, um, and she has a, a deep, sexy voice. Um, I forgot to check to see who voiced her, but mm. um, whoever it is, they have a very deep, sexy voice. <laughs> I have to say, um, I have to bring it up because if I don't, I will explode. Mm. Um, yep. I assume yeah, she's uh, dead, though, because it's a flashback. No, not yet at least. Um, spoiler alert, she doesn't die. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Drake and Chloe like obviously know each other, but they she drops them the hint that uh, she doesn't want to let Flynn know that they know each other. So like they're planning to screw him over when the job is done. Mm. Um so they, they get together and break into this museum in Istanbul uh, to to get it's like a an ancient lamp from Marco Polo's expedition um, because they, they want to find like all his all his lost ships with uh, like gold from the the Mong was the Mongol em- emperor. 
Um, don't know. I'm looking up the voice actor. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, because he met with uh, Kublai Khan, so that would be the Mongol Emperor. Um, yeah, so there's the Okay, Chloe the whole thing is like, voiced by Claudia Black. Okay, I don't know who she is. I will but, look that up next. Yeah, see who else she voiced. Um, okay, so yeah, so Mongol they, treasure. Yeah, like they they break into the museum. They they get the thing. Um, Harry screws over Drake, um, like because he's working for a guy. Um, so now Drake's in jail, um, and then he gets out of jail because he gets out of jail, but now he's out of money apparently. Like, they, they mentioned that. It's not important. Mm. Um, so, now, basically, uh, Drake is just working with Chloe to find the... Uh, like, at first, they're just looking for the ships, like Marco Polo ships, because they're supposed to be, like, loaded down with gold and treasure. But then they, they find out that they're actually looking for uh, the lost city of Shambhala, um, or Shangri-La, mm. um, lost in the Himalayas. So, like, they they find the place where the ships are supposed to be. It leads them to, like, a, a very old city in Nepal, where they, like, find an ancient temple that leads them to uh like a certain spot in the himalayas where uh the city is supposed to be uh on the way they run into elena who now is not like a you know small time documentarian she's like an actual journalist Mm. who is uh tracking down the big bad guy who uh they don't actually call him Russian, but like he's Russian. <laughs> um, his name is Lazarevich. He is like a he, he. He's a monster, basically. You know, like he'll shoot anybody that looks at him funny. He's one of those villains where, like, he has no redeeming qualities. Mm. Um, he, except he lusts for power. Um, that's his whole thing. Uh, okay, so Claudia Black mainly does voice acting in video games, but in the 2000s she played a character in Pitch Black, she did a character in Hercules and in Xena, um, in Farscape she played Aaron's son, and in Stargate she played Vala, uh, which is the only one that I recognize because I watched a lot of Stargate that I've mostly forgotten about but i do remember her from it uh let's see in mass effect 3 admiral darrow something it it cuts off um in destiny she Uh plays tess everest in shadow of mordor she's queen marwin oh yeah that makes dragon age inquisition she's morrigan Uh, that also makes sense yeah, she's. 
played the ventriloquiver in Rick and Morty. So I'm <laughs> okay. guessing it's just a one episode character. Um, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, so she's done a lot of video game stuff mostly. That's cool. She has a deep, sexy voice. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was wondering if she did anything. She's Australian. Like, super big. I mean, Farscape yeah, and Stargate seem like her biggest live action roles. Yeah. But sounds like she's just doing uh, voice acting now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, like. On the on the way to the temple, like in the the city that's in the middle of a civil war, um, they run into Elena, who is uh, apparently uh, like an actual journalist now. Um, and uh, she, yeah, well, she has a cameraman now. Oh, okay. They don't send do, her do off on their g- own things. No. Do you want to guess what his name is? Cam. No, I, I will give, like, it's an actual name. I'll give you one guess. Okay, so it's not Cameron? No. Okay. Cameron the cameraman? <laughs> I, <laughs> it took me a minute, but I did get the joke. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. It's Jeff. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, uh... So yeah, and when they run into each other, uh, her her and Drake have a a little spat um, because they they apparently broke up on bad terms. Shocker. Um, and now Chloe's jealous because uh, he wants to bring bring the other two with them, uh, so they don't get shot. <laughs> mm. Because you know he he's the action movie hero. He has to save the day. Um, and yeah, so they go in the temple. They find the next clue. Um, then on the way out, Jeff gets shot. Uh, so like they have this this uh, like big action sequence where like you're you're carrying Jeff uh, like out of this active war zone while uh the other two are like you know shooting and like uh like leading you out and then like eventually you get trapped and you know there's the the big uh meeting with the villain where he just comes in and like just shoots jeff and is like yeah not allowed uh, to have a camera you know no, like you're not allowed to have a main character who is uh, a rival for the, or you're not allowed to have a, a character who's a rival for the main character. It's not mm. how any of this works. He was too hot for this world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jeff, Jeff the cameraman, too, too sexy for Uncharted. Mm. Um. So yeah, and then they they run away, and then they get on the train, and that's when the train blows up. <laughs> and now you know how we got here. Yeah. And then, uh, eventually Drake passes out because he's been shot, mm-hmm. and uh, he wakes up in the train. Yeah. 
Yeah, like he he should have died like fifty times over by now. Mm. Uh, but he wakes up in a, like a small Tibetan village and uh, like high in the mountains, and they meet a guy named Schaefer who can speak English, um, and he he basically tells Drake like. Look, I I used to be a treasure hunter like you, and then I took an arrow to the knee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like go find my old expedition. So he like he sends you with this guy named Tenzin who doesn't speak English, um, but Tenzin is the coolest. He's my favorite character in Uncharted. Mm. <laughs> he, he he all he speaks is Tibetan. Mm. <laughs> like he, he, with subtitles, he speaks or no with English, subtitles? no subtitles. It's just. If if you turn the subtitles on, all it says is speaks Tibetan. Mm. <laughs> um, so like he he brings you on the trail through the mountains to Schaefer's old expedition, and it's like, oh, these were Nazis. They were also looking for the treasure. And it's like, this is two games in a row <laughs> where they they did the whole Nazi like Nazi occult thing, mm. which is weird, but okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, and they're still trying to make him like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, they, the the first two games, they kind of leaned into that a lot, but then they, they kind of leaned out of it, but closer to the end, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, then you make it back to the village and there's a huge fight with a tank, um, and then after you after you beat the tank, like they they're taking Schaefer away. So then you you steal one of their trucks, and you and Elena like go drive on the trucks. And there's a huge convoy fight, which is the best, like my favorite set piece in the game. Um, it's like the 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 two like the two big action set pieces are the train. <clears throat> because like you, you know you start on the back of the train you have to climb your way up uh, to the front of the train before it blows up mm. um like i'd say the the train and the tank are probably the the biggest like action set pieces in the game but my favorite is the convoy where like you you're just constantly jumping from truck to truck like on on this winding Himalayan trail mm. that 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 was not built for for vehicles, um, it's really exciting and I like it. Mm. Um, but yeah, eventually you get to the temple, you do more Indiana Jones shit. Um, uh, you get like all the main characters get captured. They find out that you're working with Chloe. Like she was kind of undercover working with them. Mm. Uh, like working with them, but like for Drake, basically. Okay. Um. But yeah, they they capture you. You get them to the city, and before they execute all the main characters, uh, they get attacked by these big purple guys. Um. Like they're they're just humans, but like they're resistant to bullets um they takes a lot to kill them okay so it's another um, another treasure turns yeah. people into 
things. Yeah, basically. Um, only this time, like, they might still be intelligent. Like, they don't speak or anything, but, like, they've been living here for a thousand years or whatever. Mm. Just um, grimace people. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're veiny Thanos. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you... You go through, uh, you find out that the 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 actual treasure wasn't um, the city itself. It was the friends you like, made along the way. I you you did the joke before I could. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was inside. Yeah, yeah, like it they, was inside that bullet wound like, that you had. <laughs> just inside <laughs> the treasure was inside of him all along. <laughs> You thought it was lead, but it was actually love. <laughs> yep. The bullet made of love. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure love bullet is like a, a song mm. or some shit. Yeah, it's probably also a sex <laughs> um, <laughs> Well. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, it turns out that the, like the... The huge monstrous sapphire that they were looking for was actually just, like, sap from the Tree of Life, which is in the middle of the city. And if you if you drink the sap, it makes you immortal. Um, and that's that's what the the people here are like. They've been drinking the tree sap, so they're they're basically just super powered. Mm. Um. So Nathan Drake. Drinks the yeah, face so, up, and now he's immortal. No, uh, the the villain Lazarevich kills Harry Flynn, the guy who uh, who uh, betrayed mm-hmm. you at the beginning. Um, but uh, Elena gets blown up, so like she's basically dying. Oh, and then the um, tree gets cut down, and there's only one thing of sap left. No, you'd think you'd think that's the way it would go, but it's Mm. not. Like that—that's what I was thinking. Like the first time I played it, it's like, oh, yeah. The the usual cliche with the immortality thing is that the source gets destroyed, and there's only one dose left, and you got to give it to the dying friend. Yeah, that—that's that's actually not what happens. Like she gets blown up, and then Drake goes to the boss fight. Like she. Like he he leaves Chloe to take care of Elena, like while he goes and fights uh, Lazarevich, the, mm. the main villain. Yeah, I guess shooting things um, is what he's good at. Yeah, because like if you like the the tree sap is flammable, like that that was like some of the clues leading up to um, mm. the treasure. It's, it's like hidden ink that would only you could only see if you like lit some of the tree sap on mm. fire. That was uh, taken, uh, like on Marco Polo's trip and stuff. Like the the sap was in the the original oil lantern that mm. they were stealing. So Nathan Drake burns down the tree of life, um, damning his eternal soul. Yes, <laughs> I mean basically. Like the the weird thing is, he waits for the villain to drink the the sap before he he shoots it and sets the whole place on fire, which is. Which is dumb and weird, but whatever. They have to archaeology. Have a boss fight. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So, so now you're you're having you're having a boss fight with um, a guy who is almost immortal um, mm. in the like in the center of the tree of life with burning tree sap everywhere, and like he's just slowly walking towards you, like with a shotgun throwing grenades at you. Well, yeah, he's immortal. You can do that. Yep. You can throw all the grenades you want because you won't die. Right. And uh, eventually you you beat him up enough where, I don't know, I guess he, he just kind of half gives up. <laughs> um, but he basically tells Drake, like, look, I know you won't kill me. You don't have it in you, even though, like, you've killed, like, hundreds mm-hmm. of and hundreds you can't kill of me guys. I'm immortal now. <laughs> yeah. And then Drake walks away and he's like, yeah, maybe I don't, but they do. And then all the purple dudes come in and run and just like beat the shit out of him. Oh, they're mad. So Nathan Drake burns down the tree, but they're mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they, I guess because he drank from it and it's like forbidden. Well, I mean, but, but they're drinking from it. Yeah, I don't. Look, they they, yeah. they don't speak. They're they, not they, people. They should also kill Nathan. <laughs> if they know yeah. that Nathan set fire to the tree, they should, you know, as he's walking out like a badass, they should grab him and throw him back into the arena and start beating up both of them. Well, like, you, you do you do fight them on the way there, just not, like, a, apparently they're more mad that somebody drank the thing than, uh... Mm. Than they are about ever having tree sap again because the whole tree burned down. Yeah, I guess. I, like, it, you're you're not supposed to think about it. I don't think. <laughs> um, mm. But it turns out that the tree was the only thing keeping the whole city from crumbling um, to the ground. So now you have to make your way out with uh, because of their misplaced rage with the wrong guy. Everything's collapsing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they really should have killed Drake. I mean, he he was he was like twenty feet away. He destroyed the though. tree of life and also a city. But the bad guy who wanted <laughs> he just wanted to live longer. Uh, no, he's he's horrible. <laughs> he just wanted to live longer and and rule the world. Uh, well, yeah, but because I mean, that, he, there's a lot of steps between living forever and ruling the world. He he said he admired like Hitler and Stalin and Pol Pot and all these horrible dictators. That's how you, that's how you know he's a, a bad guy. Like, okay, he, yeah. he has to name drop Hitler. Yeah, they, they had to make him a Nazi to make him <laughs> seem worse than Nathan Drake, who destroyed this entire town and the Tree of Life. <laughs> that's, I've never thought about it that much. <laughs> but the guy's a Nazi, so that means he is worse, technically. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't actually played the game, so I don't have the context. Like you, you're not really wrong, uh, but yeah, holy shit. Um, yeah, so you make your way out, um, and like they, you know, like you you do like all the jumps to get out of the the crumbling city, um, and when when you get out, there's a cutscene that. Oh, it looks like Elena's gonna die, um, and then it fades out, and then fades in to show that time has passed. Um, but it turns out she didn't die. How? Who knows? <laughs> the tree sap was inside her all along. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you'd think that they would at least make that excuse, right? Like, 
Like, oh, yeah, he would have gotten out with one sample, just one drop, like yeah. enough to heal a person, but not extend their life. Yeah, you, you would think so, but no, that's not what happens. Uh, she, she just somehow made it back to the village that they were in, mm. um, which is probably like a, at least a few hours drive away. I would imagine, mm. <laughs> uh, like it, it's. Yeah, if you think about it, you're not supposed to think about it that much, I know, but... No, it's like Christmas Carol, and then Tiny Tim did not die, <laughs> uh, yeah. just because reasons. He just yeah, didn't. because Christmas... He got yeah. better, yeah. Um, but yeah, they get back together again, and they have a, they have a nice conversation where... Elena's like, so how scared of, how scared were you that I was gonna die? And Drake, Drake's like, uh, four. She's like, a four. You are at least an eight. And he's like, no, those 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 big purple guys were an eight. Mm. And she and then she's like, they were an eight. What's a ten? And he's like, clowns. It's, okay, setting up for a future game where he has to fight clowns. <laughs> I wish they. I think in the in, in the in the third one they kind of do it like a scarecrow fear toxin kind of thing. I was hoping that they would go for clowns, but they didn't. Mm. Um, in the game, the Joker is real in the Uncharted universe. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see, is there anybody who's like the Joker? No, not really. Mm. Um, no, he already killed him, but he's still scared of him. Yeah. Um. And that's the end of the game. I, I'm just gonna tell my favorite part, and it's it's when um, Drake and Chloe are like fighting through the city, and they they get to the top of a hotel to look out for the place that they want to go to next. Um, and there's a pool on the top of the hotel, and if you jump in, Drake's like, "Hey, Chloe, look, Marco," <laughs> and then and then she, and then she's like. Oh my god, are you really doing this? And he's like, yeah, come on, hey, Marco. <laughs> and she's like, Polo. <laughs> and then they do the Assassin's Creed leap. And you flip over onto your back. No, they, they get to the... High distance. They get to the top, and there's like a zip line, and they... They, they zip line like on their gun. <laughs> Which, I don't think that's a good idea. Um... Mm. Also, you get an achievement for doing the Marco Polo thing. Um, it's like when, when he says Marco, like there's just a thing that pops up in the corner. Is like Marco, <laughs> five mm. points. And then w- when she says Polo, it pops up like Polo, five more points. Mm. It's funny. There's a, there's a lot of very good banter in the Uncharted games. Um, repeating it is kind of pointless. <laughs> Because it's not, it's not it's like funny. Yeah, yeah, it's not funny or charming out of context. But yeah, they're really fun. Um, and just like the all the other PlayStation games that I've played recently, uh, like you should play it if you can. But if you could, you already have. So <laughs> you mm. don't need me to tell you that. Yeah. There's yep. a lot of now shooting a major and a lot of motion climbing. picture. Yeah. 
all the games are better than the movie. But the mm. movie it, it's not terrible. It's worth the watch, I think. Mm. You know, like if you've got nothing better to watch or do. Mm, which it's kind of hard considering there's so much other, you know, you just sign up for any yeah. streaming service and you're going to have so many things you could watch. Yeah, see, that that's why like in the when I was talking about it I was like, it's it's the type of thing I would happily watch on FX like 15 mm. years ago. Yeah, where you just have your choice of whatever is on these channels at this moment in time. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's the exact type of thing that they would play on FX occasionally. Like, oh, here, come watch Hancock. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll watch Hancock while I'm doing homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Clue was one of those movies when I watch TV and is still one of those movies because if I see it on Prime Video, yeah, sure, I'll watch Clue again. I love Clue. Clue's one of my favorite comedies. Mm. Yeah, I bought it on DVD because one time I went on Prime Video and it was the one time that they didn't have it in their free stuff. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize it was ever going to fall out of their free stuff. I guess I should just own a copy now. Yeah. Clue is Clue is weird because like it's it's so good and there's like enough stars in it that you think it would be more popular but like nobody really talks about it. <laughs> uh, I mean I think it has some internet like cult classic popularity to it. Yeah. But like it's not it's not like a a famous classic movie even though I think it should be. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's one that I think didn't hit big when it came out, and it has gained popularity by being one of those movies that was so affordable for, like, whatever it was, Comedy Central or something, to just show it all the time. Yeah. Um, it was, like, one of those movies that a studio owned, so they just sold it, like, really cheap to every network they could. Yeah. Um. Even though it probably is worth more than that, or it it should be, but, yeah. Yeah. And I know they've talked about making another, like, a, a new Clue movie. I don't know if that's ever going to happen or if it could be as good as... Uh, I, I don't trust one, but... modern Hollywood to make a good comedy, let alone a good <laughs> Clue movie. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, because it's a property, they'd probably put a budget behind it and then it would just get, you know, scripted to death. Yeah. See, like they, they would either, they would either treat it like a straight comedy or like a straight, um, like mystery. Like mm. I don't think, I don't think they would ever blend the two together like they, like they did. Or yeah. At least not nearly as good. Yeah. Yeah, and I think also you know the home like video version is better than any of the theatrical versions because i think like the three endings yeah, it thing works better endings. when you can watch all three endings in you know order of you know like the so-so ending to the slightly better ending to the most interesting ending where mr body is actually the one who yeah you know, did all the shit yeah and you know even even though it kind of sucks that 
the the gay character wasn't actually gay. Just the mm. line, I'm going home and I have sex with my wife is so good mm. <laughs> um, that you can kind of forgive it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was still sympathetic to the idea that it sucks that, you know, him being gay was something people could blackmail him about. Yeah. Yeah, because because he was like a he was a government agent, right? He was an FBI agent or yeah. something. Well, I think his cover story was something like being an FBI agent, but he it or that he was like working for the government, but he was gay and people were blackmailing him for that. And then the real story is that he is an FBI agent working for Herbert Hoover. Yeah, I his I think his cover story was that he was like a government accountant or something. Uh, yeah, but he was actually an agent. Yeah, something like that. I yeah. Yeah, which is only revealed in the Mr. Body ending. Yeah. God, I love... I'm going watch Clue after we're done. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, we're up over two hours. Uh, only other things I didn't really talk about. Let's see, Harley Quinn Season 3 wrapped up. It's good. Yeah. Go yeah. watch it if you're I'll, interested. The whole I'll season's have, available now. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll have watched it next time. Like, you, you told me a few days ago that it was ready, and I was like... I could try to watch it, but I don't want to half watch it and just talk yeah. about like half it, of it. So it goes some wild and crazy places this season, especially with like what they do with Bruce Wayne, Batman. Um, like I think uh, I mentioned the thing about him bringing his parents back from the dead as zombies. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it goes some weird places with him. Hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's definitely getting a season four. And the status quo they set up for season four seems interesting. We'll see where that goes, I guess. I'm surprised they greenlit anything on uh, HBO Max. Uh, from what I've heard, I mean, for one thing, HBO Max is going through a lot of cost cutting because the merger was expensive. And so Mr. Discovery Guy, who's now in charge, is slashing everything that doesn't look like it'll make money i guess or i mean the dc thing is all complicated like batgirl they basically got rid of it because it's a mid-budget film and they want their stuff to either be tv shows or full big budget movies so anything in between yeah. is See. difficult and, and even then they like they don't have the marketing but because they're doing so much cost cutting they had to push shazam back because they're still planning to release it, but they want to have a marketing budget for it, and they won't have that until next year. Yeah. See, like, the, the mid-budget thing makes sense, just not after the movie's already been made. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it would have been better to just finish the movie and then not do any more after yeah. that. But, nah, I don't know. Because uh, it seems like most of what is being allowed to stay on HBO Max instead of being farmed out to other things like the new batman cartoon that they announced is still in the works but it's being offered to other networks to put on their streaming service instead which is ridiculous um, yeah like the most of the like the stuff they're keeping are the like tv style show like they, they don't want to put movies on hbo max in general i guess i guess it's just shows is what they want for the streaming service they think movies belong in theaters um and you know should be the kind of budget deserving of going to a theater um but i've also heard 
I saw an article that was, I guess, THR reported on it that potentially Comcast, which owns NBC Universal, is now looking into maybe buying Warner Brothers Discovery because their shares are tanking so much from all these shitty decisions they're making lately. Yeah, that, that's all um, we need is for all this to be wrapped up in an even bigger media uh, yeah yeah another thing might come and eat this thing but if they do it won't be for a couple of years because the merger just happened and there's all the you know anti-monopoly legal case stuff it would have to go through in the courts before it could even be approved so yeah. i mean it, it, it would definitely no be approved they, they would just have to go through some slight trouble to get it approved yeah so it it's definitely not a done deal or anyway official, but I, I I don't know what is going on with HBO Max Discovery. I just know Harley Quinn has been renewed for a season four, and season three was fun. Um, and then yeah, I watched the whole first season of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. It is also fun. It feels more like classic Trek, but it like there there is continuity between episodes. But it's mostly like characters having personal arcs where each episode is its own like alien of the week or location of the week. Like they go to a planet and there's some weird sci-fi thing they have to deal with. But then also the characters have their ongoing stories throughout that. Um, so like that, yeah, the show, it's pretty fun. It, it's not all grim dark like Star Trek Discovery or Star Trek Picard. It's like it, it's a star trek show that's you know more fun sci-fi adventure kind of stuff um yeah I don't know, it was it was good interesting seeing when they do the next season of that um sounds like a less weird version of space dandy <laughs> mm. i mean and it's also cool like because as a kid i watched you know a bunch of the 60s star trek and this is set a few years before that so it's got like a lot of the same characters new actors obviously but yeah. they have the enterprise has like it is the enterprise from the 60s but they like they've updated it in just the right ways where it still feels like that version of the enterprise but also it feels cool you know like the the bridge it's all black it's got like red railings and all those computer screens on the walls and stuff but you know, they they make it like just techy enough that it feels more modern, even as it is still the aesthetic of uh, that you know cheap '60s bridge that uh, they had in the original show. Yeah, I I'm trying to think of what like Star Trek stuff I've even seen. It's not a lot. Mm -hmm. I watched like some of the Next Generation stuff. Mm. Did you see the movie with the whales? No. AKA the real best movie. Suck it, Rathacon fans. <laughs> Rathacon is fine. It's. I, I don't know. I, it's never really felt that great for me. But Voyage Home with the whales is just the best Star Trek movie. Hot Star Trek take. Yeah. What, what's, your, what's your hottest take on um, Star Wars now? On Star Wars, oh, I don't know. I mean, my real hottest take on Star Trek 
is that Star Trek Generations is a really good movie. I believe you. Mm. I mean, I like it a lot. <laughs> like, I, I kind of get why people don't like it. You know, like the, the way they kill Captain Kirk in that movie sucks if you're like really invested in Kirk. I've never really cared that much about Kirk. But, uh, you know, I don't know. The whole thing with the Nexus in that movie is just like a really like, good, interesting metaphor for depression, in a way. Um, I don't know. It spoke to the teenage me you know a way that i guess it didn't speak to most people because most people just say oh that movie sucks it's the one where kirk dies under a bridge um it is but still i don't know i thought it had a lot of good stuff in it i don't mind the data puts in an emotion ship and becomes annoying for a while uh but okay hottest star wars take i mean it's hard it's hard to have any hot takes on the new stuff yeah because there aren't like the people defending the new stuff have mostly petered off so and so i i mean the hottest star wars take i have is probably that empire strikes back is overrated just because that's everyone's favorite yeah fair um like i don't know it it has a lot of good moments but just the overall of the story is just hey they're on the run and now things suck even more and they're even more on the run yeah um, i was i was hoping for some like really groundbreaking um mm. like deep cut <laughs> okay uh let's see really deep so you want like some deep lore shit or... yeah sure uh hmm. man it's Hmm. I mean, because I could, you know, just point to whatever, like, some old book that, uh... Hell yeah, do it. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know, it's not interesting to say Darth Bane Path of Destruction is the best Star Wars story ever, because, I mean... Oh, you bitch, that's not true. (laughs) I mean, it's a really good book. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's not true, it's impossible. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. But be if you searched your feelings, you would know it to be true. Um, <laughs> hey, that's a line from that movie. Um, yeah, Star that Trek overrated. Into Darkness. Yeah, that overrated garbage movie, Empire Strikes Back. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're going there. Um, hmm. um, do I have any other stupid takes? Um. Thrak and Sal Solo is kind of a neat idea, and you should come back in a movie. That that's no. uh, Han Solo's evil half brother, who is the <laughs> president of Corellia. So, if 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 there's two of them, would would they not be duo? Um, I I think I missed the joke there, so I'll just say yes. <laughs> I said, I said, if there's two of them, wouldn't they be duo? Um, instead of instead of oh, instead of oh okay, Solo. yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, because in the old canon, his last name was just Solo, and then the new movie had to come up with a reason why his name was Solo, so they uh, they gave us an origin of his last name. 
Does he have the baggy sweatpants and the Reeboks with the strap? Maybe. I mean, it's a book. You know, I, I don't pay attention to all the physical descriptions that much, so he might. Is he Han Solo? Han Solo? Han Solo? <laughs> yeah, he's he's so glad the carbonite's gone. <laughs> or no, he's so happy the carbonite's gone. That will never not be the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wish that game wasn't a Kinect game because I want to play it, but I don't have the space for Kinect. <laughs> how old is that? Because I, if I know how old I, it I is, wanna, it's, it's gonna make me feel. It's 2011 or 2012. Oh Jesus Christ! No, it can't be. Yeah, that's not true. It's impossible. <laughs> Searching feelings, you know <laughs> that the Xbox 360 was around up until like 2013 when it switched over to yeah. Xbox One. I'm pretty sure the PS2 outlasted the Xbox 360. <laughs> the 360, yeah, the 360 was getting games as late as 2015. Because I know one of the last games I got for Xbox 360 was Metal Gear Solid 5, which was 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, uh, you know, out of all next-gen next games to appear on um, last-gen systems, I didn't think Metal Gear Solid 5 would be one of them, to be honest. Hmm. I guess it was just in development for so long that it got put on 360, X-Bone, PS3, and PS4. I want to see when when the, when the PS2 finally entered development. Mm. I mean, if you consider that Just Dance was putting games onto Wii up until, like, two years ago. 2013. Okay. And it launched 2002? 2001, I think. 2001? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, Xbox 360 was like 10 years. It was 2005 to 2015, which is a long time for a gaming console. Usually they don't yeah. last more than five or six years, unless it's like a Game Boy or something. Like the, the Game Boy and the DS lasted for a long time. Yeah. See, so the PS2 lasted 12 years, which is ridiculous. Mm. The, the PS2 lasted until the PS4 came out. Yeah, and the Wii was getting just dance games up until, like, 2020. <clears throat> yeah. Although I don't know if that, that counts as existing. I mean, the system was dead by, like, 2012. But uh, it was still limping along with party games. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure, like, the, the only games that were coming out for PS2 were, like, the, the yearly sports games or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, mean, I guess if we want to get technical, there's been, like, new NES cartridge games released in recent years because people just, you know, make a game on old hardware because it's nostalgic. Okay, so I found I found a list of the last PS2 games that came out. Mm. Um, baseball, wrestling, football, soccer. So the game is just called baseball. Well, MLB the Show. Oh, okay. Which is the the big baseball one that and I think I think Sony owns actually. Like 
Madden um, and Madden. Yeah, like Madden WD. Get madder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> WWE <And> All-Stars. <laughs> they are maddening. Mm. Um, they, sh- they should give Madden games subtitles. It'd be funny. When the There's fuck was a puns. was a Cleveland Brown player on the cover of Madden? What the fuck? Mm. Who who in, even is that? What twenty eleven or twelve? Yeah, twenty twenty eleven. Well, mm. Madden twelve mm. came out in twenty eleven. Yeah. I I need to see who who that is so we can really book in this episode with the football talk. Yeah, to find out what the Cleveland Browns were doing back in twenty twelve that got them the cover spot on Madden. I think that might have been like the one Peyton Hillis. Oh my god. Mm. Uh, he's not famous. <laughs> no. He was on the cover of Madden. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest claim of fame. Yeah, you can put it right next to the Wheaties box that he maybe got pictured on. I think Peyton Hillis was good for like two seasons and then he fell off the face of the earth. Mm. Wait, I I wanna I wanna look up worst uh, worst player on Madden cover. <laughs> mm. See if somebody else has cataloged all this data. It's important research. Vince Young. <laughs> Wait, was he on? Was he on the cover as a rookie? That would be crazy. I'm really calling their shot there. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Peyton Hillis and Vince Young got on the Madden cover. Holy shit, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Yeah, Peyton Hillis had one good year. <laughs> Vince Young. <laughs> In three of his six NFL seasons, Vince Young threw for more interceptions and touchdowns. <laughs> he was on an NFL Madden cover. It's ridiculous. Um, mm. uh, Jay, the, these are fun, even when we go a half half hour over and don't mm. get paid overtime. Yeah. Nope. Well, if listeners aren't asleep by now, um, um, they, they get extra, I guess. Yeah. They still didn't get enough extra to get to After Dark Territory, where no, we, we, well, we talk about all the things we masturbated to mm. <laughs> in the past two weeks. <laughs> that would be a strange episode, especially because it, ne- it needs a visual component if you're going to do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That's what the not safe for work channels on the Discord are for. Yeah. Oh god! Imagine if everybody just always posted like every everything they masturbated to all the time. Hmm. You would learn a lot uh, about people. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that also raises the question: like, does it have to be the thing you finished to, or what about all the other stuff that was like the more? <laughs> Well, yeah. What what was your edge material? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh lord. Oh, wait, I I still haven't gone through to see what the last game 
made for uh, the PS2 is. The final oh. nail in PS2's coffin. Okay, here's number nine, like the the ninth the ninth last game released for the PS2. Shin Koihime Muso Otome Ryoran, November tenth, twenty eleven. Okay. It's an anime fighting game, an anime girl fighting game. Okay, so it doesn't probably only released in Japan. Yeah, it doesn't quite look like porn though, so that's disappointing. Mm. Well, they couldn't oh. put that on the cover. Street Cricket Champions 2. <laughs> okay. Don 2, the king is back. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck is this? Best selling title. A, a unique action adventure game adapted from the film of the same name. Game okay. Shastra developed the game, but it did not gain massive attention as it was only released in India. Oh god, is that a oh. it's a game based on a Bollywood movie? I guess. I wanna I wanna play that. I wanna get that. Final Fantasy eleven. Wow. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it right in at the the end there. Um the final the final game released for the PS two, Pro Evolution Soccer twenty fourteen. Released November eight, twenty thirteen, which I I think is like a week before the PS four came out. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, the PS three never really caught on the way the PS two did. Yeah. It had games by the end, though. Hmm. <laughs> like Infamous and Uncharted and. Other games that I'll probably and play and the talk Last about. of Us first version before they re-released it two more times. Yeah, yeah, The Last of Us, not to be confused with The Last of Us Part Two or The Last of Us Part One. <laughs> yeah, or The Last of Us uh, HD remake. Well, that's The Last of Us Part One. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, was it? Because there was there was they released the game and then like a year later they made a PS4 oh, yeah. version and then they made the yeah, Part yeah, One. Yeah. From the ground yeah, up remake. You're right. It's so it's The Last of Us, and then The Last of Us remastered, and then The Last of Us Part Two, and then yeah. The Last of Us Part One. <laughs> the Last of Us Part One re remastered. Yeah. Which, like, l- literally, the only reason to to make that game is so it can be on PC. Mm. And so people can pay full price to get it on PS5. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, from from a me perspective. Mm. Like, like me realizes that they're going to make a Pinocchio movie, like, live action, but with the CG Pinocchio for no reason. Mm. But, and like, I, I know they're doing that for money, but it's still pointless to me, so. Mm. And apparently it sucks, so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. People were talking. Pinocchio is one of those movies that I saw as a kid. Oh, here's a I, hot I, Pinocchio. I was never, <laughs> yeah, no, I was. It's. I think it was one of those movies that one I wasn't that interested in. And two, the times when I watched it, it kind of creeped me out. You know, just like certain scenes in it. Something yeah. about some, like some of those old Disney movies are just weirdly creepy. Yeah. Well. 
Pinocchio was supposed to be scary. Like it's a morality ta- it's like a German morality tale. Yeah. Like it 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 gets creepy. Like that's the point. Yeah. Um the- Yeah, and so like all I remember is like okay, so there's a puppet and it wants to be a kid and then it joins up with a bunch of other kids who go to some carnival or something and then they all get turned into donkeys and then somehow he gets out of that and has to go save his puppeteer dad from a whale because the guy went out on a raft and got eaten by a whale Mm. and your voice sounds a lot quieter now but I think I don't know what what that is oh yeah that was me not turning the sound up so oh okay (laughs) it sounded like you disappeared into a cave and i don't know if the audio will reflect that or not the the last three minutes of the recording might just be silent Mm. (laughs) well hopefully it picks up what i heard on you know the thing here so it just sounds like you ran down to the end of the hall because you discovered that mupper's pleasure planet is real and just exists in Pinocchio. Oh god! Um, he is a puppet, so it would yeah. make sense. Yeah, he is a he mupper. Would go to Mupper's pleasure planet. He he is a mupper. It is a pleasure, um, mm. and it's on a planet. And he's a real boy because he's in CG now, which yeah. is more real than animation. You know the 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 blue witch can turn him into a real boy, but mm. I can turn him into a real man. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we're supposed to be wrapping up, but also, should we talk about the live-action Mufasa prequel that they're making? No. Live-action, <laughs> as in it's animated like the last live-action one? No, we, we definitely shouldn't. Okay. We can talk about it when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> if it comes this out. One, it will, and it'll be bad. They've announced so many of these. I'm still waiting for them to do the live-action Hunchback that they mentioned. A while ago yeah. there's like a whole page on wikipedia that i think we went over on this podcast of thing you know live action disney remakes that they have announced that a lot of them haven't actually happened yet i can't wait for live action black cauldron hmm be uh, straight to disney plus immediately yeah. forgotten but it gives them that content to keep people subscribed yeah, I'm. I'm very tired, and I want to end the podcast now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, You've, I'm, yeah. I'm finally worn goodbye, out. everybody. You've, we've overstated our welcome, and we realize yeah. that, and we are sorry. Hey, Eugene, you're cool. Mm. <laughs> I hope you like Exit the nonsense. Music. Yeah. the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>